I, Charles the Fourth, or is it the Third? Bloody man! We will strive for the denazification of the Let me put it to Yes, if you win by one, you've won. The throne went over the side of the first. It's time to be glorified. I just think everyone should be sure. What the fuck is going on? Part of the ACAST Creator Network and also available on Patreon. Hello, I'm Mark Steele. Welcome to my podcast where each week I ask the question, what the fuck is going on? It's such a joy to see Britain enjoying one of its oldest traditions, which is screaming about rail strikes. So one newspaper described rail union leader Mick Lynch as the man killing your Christmas. And this is true because the true meaning of Christmas is taking the 926 from Leicester to Sheffield. Once that's gone, it's ruined. Children across Britain will say, Mummy, thank you for the bicycle and the dinner was lovely, but the fact that the Leeds to Bradford service wasn't running on December 14th makes it all meaningless. <laughs> Before running to their room in tears. And what if Santa's reindeers were going to the North Pole on a train that left Glasgow Central on Christmas Eve? You don't think about that, do you, Mick Lynch? Christians will be especially disappointed as they won't be able to celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus in the traditional way, which is by taking the 1047 from Norwich to Lowestoft via Cantley. And in any case, Anyone who travels normally by train knows that it's the train company's job to leave you stranded all day on a freezing platform while there are no trains, not the unions. Now, the government has explained that there are better ways for the rail workers to make more money for their members, and that's true. For example, they could do what Conservative peer Michelle Moan has allegedly done and secretly swipe £29 million from a contract you won illegally by lobbying your mates in the Cabinet. And that way, the rail union members can all have a wonderful pay rise without cancelling any trains. The platform staff could follow the Prime Minister's wife and earn a bit extra by claiming they lived in a country where they don't pay tax, but Mick Lynch hasn't even considered that, has he? The drivers could boost their income by being incapable of driving any trains for years, occasionally subcontracting the job to their mates for a few million quid, and then going on I'm a celebrity so the public can see the real me for another £400,000. But if they're too lazy to sit in a barrel of cockroaches... There's no need to make the public suffer. Another problem is that other groups feel the same way as the rail workers. So postal staff have voted to strike the greedy pigs. They should learn to restrain themselves in the way that Royal Mail shareholders have done. They've just been handed £2 billion in dividends. They didn't grumble, did they? that they wanted £3 billion and cause a big pile of inconvenience and ruin Christmas by refusing to be shareholders for a day, they just accepted it because they're responsible. Even most Conservative voters support the strikes. Now the Royal College of Nursing, which is not usually even considered as a union, has voted for strike action. The Women's Institute will vote to go on strike next, and then the Cubs, and then the National Trust, who will ruin Christmas by covering castles with a tablecloth. So the army will be brought in to do the National Trust job and convert their tanks into stately homes with soldiers in the gift shop pointing a rifle at a family and growling, don't make any sudden movements. Just slowly buy a tea tail. And then Christmas Day will be completely ruined when King Charles refuses to do the Christmas speech saying, 
in light of the exorbitant 11% inflation, one cannot continue one's duties. One has been offered the ghastly sum of 4%, which is effectively pay cut. And furthermore, solidarity to uh, Mick Lynch as the exemplary uh, union of the RMT. The Qatar World Cup is still in the group stages with four games a day taking place. Now, I'm not an expert on today's matches, but luckily we have with us someone who is George Galloway. Let me put it to you, Group A. Your first match poses the heroic nation of Ecuador, a land redolent with dissenting revolutionary spirit as voluminous as its illustrious volcano Cotopaxi, bristling with literary and artistic endeavour as it wages historic battles against the imperialism that has sought and failed to suppress it. Versus Netherlands, a despotic Protestant pancake-landscaped dynasty inhabited by Calvinist colonisers and peddlers of pornography. Then in Group B, we have the Clash of Wales, descendants of the noble Owen Glendower and his indomitable forces who fought with valiance and fortitude to rid themselves of the yoke of English tyranny against the USA the epitome of depravity, sucking at the imperialist teat of the nest of vipers that served us such historic despots as George W. Bush and Wiley Coyote. And later on, we'll be returning to George for a preview of this afternoon's games. Now, every week I'm... Blessed, absolutely blessed with having somebody with me who can help me find out, an expert, to help me find out what the fuck is going on. I think this week I'm particularly blessed because not only does the the person I'm about to introduce help you find out what the fuck is going on, but also makes me think what the fuck is going on, which is helping another way. Ronnie Ancona, how lovely to have you. Hello, Mark. In our Hello. WTF community, uh, How we were talking are you? about. I'm fine. Are you? I asked if you were calm, and uh... well, that was because before your your joyous listeners joined us, there was this some. Uh, I am a chronic luddite, um, right? A strictly analog girl, and there was this little technical paraphernalia that even for you, Mark, even you were surprised at the incompetency of my digital I wasn't, prowess. I'm not. I'm not, and you know, I'm currently... and that comes to something when Mark Steele is yeah, going, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear, is looking like some teenage geek next yeah, yeah. to me from South Korea. I know I sort of <laughs> taps. This, have you been at this? You know, when you, I've, I've stayed in a hotel now, right? Not posh at all. There's no light switch in it, so I've rung down. I go, there's no. I'm not being stupid. There's no light switch. And they go, oh, there's no switch in the room. There's a area, and you wave your hand, and the light and some sensor twigs that you're there. What fucking nonsense is this? Don't get me on those. And actually, I've got a lot of people who I'm uh, supposedly close to in my life who pretend to be those sensors, but I literally can wave and talk in front of them, and they will (laughs) totally fucking ignore me. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry, that. I didn't see you. That 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 is the thing. No, I. But I, just... well, I want to know, right? Some engineer has spent thirty years of their life going. My life has been well spent because I'm the person who has meant that no longer, when you want light, do you have to go through all the paraphernalia of going. Oh, oh, don't get me on it. And it's the same with I have constant people going. You know, now that I've sort of involved in this little company, you know, people going, well, why haven't you put it in the Google? Why haven't you put it in the Google calendar? We sent you a thing and it should have popped up in the calendar. And it's really easy because look, look, all you have to do is open that up and then open that and make sure you're on Chrome and do that. And then look, you can see. And then I get my diary, my old, and I go, look at this. Look at this. Just opening it, opening the diary. And look, it's there. Here's my one. Why online do you have to put for your address? You can't just type in your address. You have to put your postcode, and then it gives you a list of options. I know my fucking address. I don't need a series of clues. But Mark, I, I did go, that the I other day. I don't go every night and go, it's one of, I live in one of these. I can't. It's only a, I, I did that the other day, and it said put in your, your for which I thought, oh, they're going to do a little bit of work for me and find the address. But after they did that, they still asked me to, they had it. They still asked me to do it again manually. It's oh, like there's some sort of sick, it's become this, anyway, come the new industrial revolution, if you know what I mean, digital. My armies are gathering in the north as we speak on Good. virtual ponies. Ronnie, I got, this is one of my favourite, one of my favourite shows. Many years ago, I don't know if you remember, but uh, when I used to do the show with, well, it was Mark Lamar who was on then. I was on as his sidekick on a Saturday oh, morning. And you Mark, came in on Radio friend. 2. Yeah, and uh, and you came on and you, you... And do you remember coming on and you said, I'm not doing any impressions this morning? <laughs> and for about 40 minutes, we just were reeling people off. Hundreds and hundreds of people. Oh, you know, my we're God, just, I <laughs> did. Ava Gardner, Jane Mansfield. That was, we going, oh, no. my we going, God. <laughs> oh, Moira Stewart, my no. God. I can Fiona see the Bruce, look in Mark Lamar's Audrey Hepburn, Diana Ross, Whitney Houston. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I think what that was, I think that was during my period where for some delusional reason I I thought that I I could pertain to being um a serious artiste instead oh. of a cheap turn. Now, in fact, I just I I know I'm a cheap turn. Um so that that's okay. And in fact, actually, even though I don't just do impressions, in fact, I basically I've worked out that the the impressionists are the pariahs of the comedy world. We're really? just we're just above jugglers and underneath ventriloquists in the in the in the comedic hierarchy. Yeah. That's quite nice to be above jugglers. Now, do, were you segueing? Are you wanting me to do impressions? Well, we will in a minute with your impressions. I want, to okay. ask, I want to ask you a, yeah. a question, Ronnie, because you are, you are a very brilliant impressionist and you, you know, the stuff you did with Alistair and many things since then have, have yeah. been very marvellous. But I want to ask you something if you were an impressionist. Is, it, is, is there a problem? Because, say, 20 years ago, even up till then, certainly back in the days of Mike Yarwood and such people. Yes. There were people that everybody knew. Everybody knew. You could just pick, if someone was on the telly, everybody knew them. Now, that's not the case, is it? So it must be very no, difficult to find people that not everybody 
knows. Not at all. And the other thing that's really hard, that's a really good point, and yes, it's true. But the other um uh, uh and the but the other thing is is a big thing is that when I was really doing that, when I had my moment in the sun and Alistair and I did that show and it kind of caught the zeitgeist, that was right at the beginning of the kind of of celebrity culture going crazy, right? Before right. that, it was kind of like George Best, all right, you might have a roller, but you'd park it in front of his nans. Do you know what I mean? And go in for right, a cup right. of tea. And then there was yeah. suddenly the advent of these young, young, young celebrities suddenly mm. getting very powerful and very rich. And that was kind of a relatively new phenomenon. But... Right. What where it was good to do satirically and from a parody point of view is because that was just before social media, you could imagine what they were saying and doing. Oh, do, do you know yes. what I mean? Yes. Of course you could. You know, that's why we started off doing posh and bags and at the end of a big table on thrones and all that we used to write these sketches, all they could talk about was their ISIS. Uh, oh, I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry, it's my pet duck. <laughs> Do you know, I, it is actually, I think Alison McGowan is actually calling me now and he doesn't normally come. What? Yes, I think it That's is. That's fantastic. Five weeks in a row that we've been interrupted by a pet duck. I'm so sorry. That is my pet duck. I just, just let me feed it. <laughs> Go and that. sort him. Yeah, sort, sort the duck out. Um, so, Don't you just know, and bread. then you'd have this social media. What? Don't you just chuck bread? bread? Yeah, a little bit of bread in my handbag. Just a little bit. I don't want to give him too much. He's already you had a half a croissant your, today. Uh, in your living room. He's got a. He's got a. Have I a, a, a pond yeah. in the living room? Well, haven't you? That's what makes switching on my TV all the more dangerous because a lot of the leads get tangled up with <laughs> the with, with, lily with, oh, pond we weed. We electrocuted the flamingo. Um. <laughs> so I heard. <laughs> flamingo gate. Don't think you're over, yeah. Oh, so the thing shit. is, is that bury, in those bury, times bury. it was really difficult because because you could imagine what people were saying or doing. You could kind of make up this kind of alternative universe, you know. So you you had them, but you could imagine their secret life, you know, which was kind of the same in the 30s, you know, that mysticism of mm. of um, people. But of course, with social media, that's just totally that's just totally gone because you you mm. can't satirize because everybody knows what everybody looks like everybody's doing everybody's saying at any one time so it's that has been the big big shift for satirists and impressionists and things i think yes that people are yeah there isn't a hidden side Do you know to, what i mean there's no yeah. you can't capitalize on that what if so uh anyway uh right Halle berry Oh no, off he goes. Picking the most obscure. I don't. Uh, Nicole Nicole Kidman. I can do Nicole Kidman actually, but she's going to be a bit lost on you. I don't know. No, lost on you. Yeah, I can do a bit of. Oh God, I haven't done her for a long time. This is this kind of tragedy. You're, You're kind of, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Because unless you are actually doing a specific impressionist show, although I do do a lot of gigs and corporate stuff and that, but if unless you're doing an actual impressionist show, guess what? You don't wake up in the morning and go, oh, now which D-list celebrity should I learn up today? Or I must polish up my Nicole. 
you know, like watering plants or things. You just don't do that, Mark. I haven't done Don't you water plants as Lulu? Well, yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there you are. Well, don't you put when you're putting the petrol in? Don't you? Don't you do it as Petula Clark? I do. I do do certain things. I do break into certain people sometimes, and rather tragically, I become a sort of strange amalgamation of them all sometimes. But I could do lots of comics for you. No, I could do oh, some. Co- I could do. Joe I could Brand. go on and do some guests. Uh, let me do. Um, right. Well, Brandy. Yes, I love her. Hurrah. Um, there were two types of people, weren't there, in the lockdown? Those who said, right, I'm going to learn Spanish or read the complete works of Dickens. And there were there was the other group that I think I was a part of that um, thought, how am I going to get through this without fucking killing my husband? Hurrah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's very good because I was on a that's not perfect. on my mic. I love her. I love Joe Brand. Can you oh. do uh, Joe? Oh, I wonder if you could do people who've been on this podcast. I, Jen, you... I could do Ruby Wax for you now if you needed her as a guest. She's amazing. I'm a big fan of hers. Just gonna do a little bit of Jennifer Saunders. Just do. Just do a bit of Jennifer I will. Now I will. I will. Marvel. See, I love this. I love. I don't think you're just. I don't think you're just above jo- jo- jugglers. I think you're really? a long way above. Yeah, you're miles above. No, yeah, you're I'm miles above. Sure you are the Andes. That. You are the Andes to the to the jugglers East Anglia. Yeah. Are they, uh, well, I did. Uh, I, can you do? I mean, what I, about Jenny Eclair? Oh my God, Jenny! Do you know I did Jenny for something, and I was really, really um, pleased with it. But now I've kind of lost her. But I, do you know the first experience I had of Jenny was I remember the first time I saw her live and she just did that routine. Do you remember that routine she had about babies and wearing a crocheted hat? Do you you remember she did this? Oh, God, she was amazing. And that, um, it's that, um, that rasp, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's a that rasp. And, and that, it's got, um, it's, it's comedic, but also you think, I wouldn't want to be on the wrong end of it. What, you know, yes, I was saying, we're picking out some disgusting lipstick out of my handbag that the duck had been eating. And <laughs> <laughs> going, what's this? What's this? It's disgusting. What is this? It's disgusting. I don't. I've never done. I haven't done Jenny for years, but I'm just wondering if that's a bit like. Um... I, there's, you know, there's a funny thing. So uh, Nick uh, Ancook, who I'm stopping with tonight because I had a show last night in Stoke, and he was telling me. I'm not going to. I can't say who it is, but he said there's a football a football commentator met up with uh, an impressionist who I and you especially know very well. Yeah, and he said, uh, he said, oh, I'd like to come out for lunch with you. And so uh, Alistair said, okay. And so they went out for this lunch, and the bloke bought lunch. And the football commentator said, the reason I wanted to come out for lunch with you is because I've noticed you don't do impressions of me, and I want to give you some tips on how you'll be able to do me. 
That's hysterical. He was feeling really sort of like left out because Alistair wasn't doing him. That's hysterical. Oh, there's some really, really funny stories about impressionists. Okay, so we're we're quite close. I'm very close to Rory Bramner as well. Rory. And Rory, he won't mind me saying, well, he he might. Um, But Rory used to do this phenomenal um, Louis Walsh, you know, ex-factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brilliant, yeah. Amazing. But then um, he wouldn't stop doing him, you know, which is what happens when you get like <laughs> I've overdone Olivia Coleman now too much and, the, and it's ended badly. But anyway, um, I, uh, but, you know, you, you tend to sort of go on and on and on and on until people go, would you fucking shut up? Shut up! <laughs> anyway, and Rory was just, he was so good at Louis Walsh that we just had him and we were doing something together and he was doing Louis Walsh and he was doing Louis Walsh and I was just like, and he was, you know, he, he was actually saying, he was quite going on about how good his Louis Walsh was compared to somebody else's Louis Walsh and, you know, the Louis Walsh thing was going on a lot. Then I did a show with Louis Walsh and Louis Walsh was a show and I said, you've got to do me a favour. You've got to just stand there, stand there, do as I say. He was really nice. And so I rang up Rory and I said to Rory, Rory, this, um, I've just, I'm, I'm doing this show and this shit hot um, impressionist here and he's really good. And Rory's like, really, really, really? And I went, oh my God. And you should hear his Louis Walsh, right? You should. And I get the real Louis Walsh on the phone to do uh, to do his Louis Walsh down the phone to Rory, and I take the phone back, you know. And Rory goes, "No, it's nothing like him. He's got his valves all wrong." <laughs> and that's the real Louis Walsh. <laughs> oh, that's so brilliant. Well, I think you're, you know, you're probably. Where were you? Just below magicians. Yeah, all right. But um, just d- definitely magicians. long, L- long, long. No ventriloquists. But yeah. Oh well, that's obviously Under at the top. Under ventriloquists. Ronnie Ancona. I think at the end of this, anybody listening can honestly say they understand more than any be- ever before what the fuck is going on. Thank you. That makes me feel much better. Well, about I, I think you know if we believed in such things, an OBE would be yours. The latest series of I'm a Celebrity has caused controversy with some people complaining about the celebrities who were on it, especially this woman who I overheard in a cafe. Well, I never usually watch ITV in the evenings because it's a special needs station for people who get buses and eat wall sausages. But I wrote to them to ask if Nectarine could be on I'm a Celebrity because she's already quite famous in the neighbourhood as she let all the tyres down on a hearse. So her picture was in the local paper. She looked wonderful. (laughs) Tara from the spin class asked how she would get on eating maggots, but obviously she'd take the nanny to do that for her. Well, she's used to having cockroaches tipped over her as she's from Albania and I think the do that for Christmas. But the stupid woman said she wouldn't jump out of a helicopter, so we asked her to practice by rolling off the loft conversion, but she landed on the gazebo and now she's refusing to pay for a new one. And then we got a letter back from ITV saying that Nectarine couldn't go on because she's not a celebrity. I said, she's Colin's daughter. (laughs) And he's head of marketing for Pringles across the whole of the Rygate area, which makes her more of a celebrity than that silly karma chameleon man. And then I switched on ITV and there was the nanny presenting a show called Nightmare British Employer from hell but that's the trouble with people these days it's just me 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 excuse me 
Are these widgety grubs organic? Thank you so much to all those of you who are now supporting us on Patreon. It is because of you that we can continue our quest into the next year to find out what the fuck is going on. If you'd like to join these wonderful, virtuous, radiant people for as little as £2 a month, just follow the link in our Twitter page or go to www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on. Or if you really want to know what's going on for just £4 a month, you'll get a longer ad-free version of the episode with extended interviews and bonus sketches this week. There's Nadine Boris... And you'll also be able to take part in Ask Me Anything sessions, which I'll be giving more details of in a minute. And uh, you'll get the whole podcast on a Friday night, unlike other people who get it on a Saturday morning. So go to www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on to join the WTF community. Now, a few announcements. I always feel sorry about this because our lives are blighted by announcements. You're somewhere and you're about to leave and they go, just a few announcements. Even at a wedding, even a wedding can be ruined by now. There's just a few announcements. You think, oh, for fuck's sake, we've sat here an hour and a half. We've listened to all these speeches. I just want to go and meet me, mate. I haven't seen for bloody three years. Oh, there's some announcements about and a thing about who provided the tablecloths and the beer mats and let's have a round of applause for the person who cleaned the windows. And that is this part of the, the podcast. So anyway, now a few announcements. Uh, oh, uh, the one, I know I've said it before, the worst one, and it's coming up, isn't it? The Christmas, th- when you watch your kids at the school and you've sat there in a show that was delightful because your child sort of wandered aimlessly around the, the stage sort of scratching themselves uh, while they were actually supposed to be Joseph. Uh, but all right, you've gone through it and it's lovely and cute. And then they get up and, oh, and let's have a, a, a first a few announcements. Let's have a round of applause for, for Mr. Wilson, who did ever so well. He spent all night folding up the cotton wool into little bits of balls so that we could use them to stick on the children so that they could pretend that they were sheep. So, This is the podcast equivalent of that. We're going to be doing another Ask Me Anything session on Monday the 12th of December. Monday the 12th of December. If you'd like to take part, all you have to do is become one of our Patreon supporters for £4 or more uh, a month. And you'll be able to ask me me anything. I'll try to answer it as best as I possibly can. If it'll be, you know, what sewing technique do you use for for a particular set of curtains? If you were maybe providing the... Uh, fixtures and fittings for a stately home I'd have a go you can only do your best Um, also we have a live show coming up at the Bill Murray a lovely little comedy venue in uh, North London North London but there we are and that's on the 24th of January so the details about to buy tickets and such things will be available next week Uh, 24th of January the first what the fuck is going on live show this could well be in years to come, similar to people who say, oh, I wish that I'd gone to see the Pistols and the Buscocks at the Free Trade Hall in Manchester in 1977. That sort of thing. Oh, if only I'd bloody gone to see James Brown at the Apollo in 1963, rather than deciding that I couldn't really go uh, because I needed to, uh, you know, iron my trousers. That It will be that, culturally speaking. Like watching the first ever performance of... The Third Symphony, the Eroica by Beethoven, wherever he did that. Uh, Probably the free trades all in Manchester as well. So lots of people have been getting in touch with us on our Patreon account, as well as on Twitter. 
uh, wants to know what the fuck is going on with certain things. Catherine Davis on Patreon says, uh, I'd be grateful, Mark, to hear any parenting tips for people with adult children, as you seem to be something of an expert. Yes, well, as you can hear regularly on this podcast, I've done a tremendous job. Uh, my son Elliot comes on bounding with enthusiasm every week. He's always put a great deal of thought into what he's what he's going to say. He's often sat there for about an hour, hour and a half, studying as if it's a as if it's a philosophy exam. Uh, so you're you're quite right, Catherine. Uh, so tips: twenty eight, twenty six, twenty four, and nineteen. Your kids. My my tip would be to uh, neglect him pretty much continually from the age of ten, and then ask him to come on your podcast. Uh, Robert Steenton says, "I'm a big fan." And I run dirty limerick competitions in pub quizzes in Manchester every week. See, this is the marvellous, the diversity of the modern workforce. You know, back in boring, the boring 1920s, people were miners and shipyard workers. They worked in factories, dockers. But now we have people whose lives revolve around such industry as running dirty limerick competitions in pub quizzes in Manchester. And people, I'm sure there are people who, I, I tell you what, the production at dirty limericks around Manchester over the last few years, because at Robin Stevenson, it's gone up 35%. It's one of the, it's one of the great success stories while all the rest of industry has been going into decline. And um, <laughs> old men from Preston and young women from Nantucket there's fucking thousands of them. We need, and, but the trouble with immigration, there's less of them coming over, so they do less stupid things that go into five-line rhyming couplets. It's it's uh, whatever a limerick is, probably not quite a rhyming couplet. My favourite dirty poem wasn't a limerick. Was I was about oh, was I about twenty-two? I think I can't remember if it was a gig or where. I think it was at a party, and uh, and there was a bunch of rugby <laughs> rugby people rugby players and they were singing all these filthy songs and then one of them stood on a table and he sang this song in which and all the others sort of joined in and he just went through the whole alphabet with just a different filthy word for every letter and that was the song just oh I use for arsehole and be used for bollocks and right through the whole alphabet and when they got to a tricky letter like J you'd have that J is for jackal's vagina X is for xylophone up the arse Marvellous dirty song. Uh, if, only they could, if only they could make it rhyme and do it in five letters at a time. Uh, yeah, yeah. If I can find out who, they, if they're listening, then and you can manage to do that, get up to Manchester, and uh, victory will be assured. Now, as anybody knows in these turbulent times, if you want to find out what the fuck is going on, you've got to have the youth putting in their point of view. And that's why, in advance of this, I bred someone 26 and a bit years ago who can help us with that. And right now they are helping us by talking to me. Well, where are you? Uh, just like South Norwood. What, and you're walking down a hill on the way to jiu-jitsu? Yes. Right. That, well, I, must, I admire your professionalism. I think this it's a shame that we don't have more of this. On the... My professionalism, you don't you don't give me a time to do this. You just <laughs> ring me and go, 
are you doing the podcast? And I'm like, well, no, because I've got this thing called a life. And like, I'm actually quite busy because my, my career's doing all right. And then, so I have to, I have to like fit things in. And then you go, oh, you said you'd do the podcast. I'm like, well, you didn't give me a time. And then. Well, because uh, that's because you go, oh, right. Well, not before 10, because I don't get up before then. And well, not, no, I was like, and well, not after hold five past ten because then I've got to go out. Well, hold on, you're gonna have to wait a minute because of because of the the conditions of this area. And I'm, I'm just getting to a main road as well. All oh, right, so we'll have some lorries in that as well because it's it, it is too quiet and tranquil at the moment. If the truth well, be told, I know, I've also got to be careful because I'm crossing a road, so I'm gonna have to focus on that. <laughs> All right, um, okay. Okay, <laughs> one second. <laughs> All right, the, the road has been crossed. Right, well done. <clears throat> right, well now that now that we're sorted, and I do think it's yeah, you know, I think there should be a lot more. There should be a lot more of this, like gardeners' question time. They should go. Well, we've got a question here. Uh, it's about uh, it's about your hydrangeas not flowering. And with us to answer this is Bill Smethurst, who couldn't come to the studio, but he is currently uh, he is currently hang gliding. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, well, you know, I've, I've got to do, I've, I've got things on. I've, I've like, and also at 10, the world cups on, so you can't, you can't, you know, I had to watch a bit of uh, Switzerland Cameroon. Of course you did. Okay. So, uh, well, that's the sort of, uh, well, I'll tell you what I want to talk to you about, right? This, I want to find your view, view out on this. So Scottish independence is now, it's going to be a big issue again. They're not yeah. being allowed to. Older referendum and stuff, and they're trying to find other ways of doing it. But never mind all the details of it. Good thing, bad thing. Scottish independence. What do you reckon? If I was Scottish, I I would vote for independence. But I am also an idiot. So like, don't <laughs> don't you know? Don't. <laughs> I would do that to just please people in Scotland. Right. I don't. I don't, anyone who I the only people I know who really look into Scottish independence, and I'm not I'm not going to out them, but uh, they they're like actually we need we should remain in Britain because if you look at the disaster of Brexit, Brexit and stuff, this is just Brexit 2.0, where people are leading on a nationalistic front, and they haven't actually got like uh it, like whenever you look at Sturgeon and go hey but like what's going to happen with the currency and uh what, you know what's going to happen with North Sea oil and uh, you know what are all of these things and she's like for too long we have been restrained by Westminster and you're like yeah but like okay but when you're unrestrained by that what are you going to do and she doesn't have an answer so she's you know she's being populist the same way that like in a way Farage was or someone like that except it's kind of done from this different angle so it's acceptable well yeah she, well I'm not sure I, I'm not sure I quite agree with that I think my ins- I think there's a bit of me that thinks I quite like them to be independent just because I think it would be chaos and uh, we all like a bit of chaos. And there's not been enough of that in British politics in the last six years. So, uh, But also, they, there are, I think, you know, the, most people who vote, most people who support Scottish independence probably do so for very good reasons. But every now and again, you do come across someone in Scotland who is just ferocious and awful and just thinks that the problem with all the problems with the world uh, that is about the British being horrible to the Scottish. Yeah, they do. They do have this thing where 
as much as they were part of colonialism, seem to have found the way to act like they weren't part of colonialism. And their excuse is, well, we haven't qualified for a World Cup. So that's exactly the same as being made to be slaves. And and you go, all right, well, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Scotland was... A, uh, yes, like Edinburgh in particular was provided more uh, people who financed the empire and financed the slave trade and so on more than in, in England. Yeah, and you, if you look around the sort of the city centres, exactly. There's plenty. There's plenty of statues there that could be chucked into the Clyde or the Fourth or whichever city it is. Uh, and yeah, the the uh, yeah, but that's true of sort of any nationalism, isn't it? It's not. It's sort of all nationalism is irrational because it's sort of claiming that there is a common link between people people who live in a certain area going back hundreds and thousands of years, which which there isn't, so they make things up and stuff. If you were to call something the English Nationalist Party, or even the British Nationalist Party would be a better example there, it's immediately quite, um, you know, the connotations of it are clearly, like, quite fascist. You know, if you open up TikTok now, like, there's a uh, fascist hijack the algorithm, so they're trying to push, like, uh, eco-fascism of, like, sort of Ted Kaczynski, what he was arguing before, and... Uh, you know, the, the go back to religion and ask yourself, you know, traditional masculine values, which is which is rooted in fascism because, you know, Mussolini's thing was if you ask yourself what is an Italian, it's within your blood. So you have to be from here to feel that within your blood. And if you're not from here, you don't have that in your blood. So you are different to us. And all of this is exemplified by Ted Kaczynski on TikTok. Well, yes, I think I think does that, he well, do it, he do it quite... by doing a little dance on a on a in front of a fountain? No, they play uh, they play all the leaves of brown. Uh, California dreaming plays, and then they have like uh, that thing where I think it's him who said the uh, the industrial revolution has been a disaster for mankind, which you know there's an argument for, but it's not that bad. Like I'm having a good time. I don't want to go live in the woods. I'm quite happy with KFC. Like, I don't need, you know, I don't, I don't need all of these other things that they, they start promoting. Well, what if you had to, though? What, live in the woods? What if you had to? What, yeah, what if they said, right, now there's uh, too many, the plane, the fuels, the diesel, everything. Oh, don't worry. So I'm at, I should explain, I'm at uh, Nick Hancock's place. I had a show in Stoke last night. Nick, have you got a question for Elliot? He's 26. You've got a 22-year-old. Uh, question for Elliot, he's 26. What should I get my son for Christmas? Right, what's he going to get his boy for Christmas? Harvey's, what, 22? How old is 22. 21. 21. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, like, something to help him in the woods. Oh, something to help him in the woods. Like, we're talking like about a, going back to the... Like a to hatchet. The, yeah, a hatchet. Nature. A hatchet, yeah, because we're talking about having to go back to nature with yeah. the, you know, the environmental state of the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'll get him a compass. Anyway, a compass, going to get him a compass. The... Uh... <laughs> You ever you ever seen that uh, film that people love called Into the Wild about about that fucking moron who goes into the wild and starves to death? I'm not going to praise a uh, a 21st century middle class American who manages to starve to death. And then people are like, ah, oh, but he just lived life amazingly. And you're like, no, he didn't. He starved to death in yeah. America. I would starve to death, money. but that's like, why I wouldn't go into the wild. That is a strange thing, well, isn't it? I'm like, oh, do you know what, well, you know exactly. what I'm going to do? I'm going to get a job. Uh, I'm going to get a job wielding a chainsaw, even though I have no knowledge of how it works whatsoever. And inevitably, yeah. within three quarters of an hour, all my limbs will be in different bits of the garden. 
Yeah, I think I think everyone who it's just like this uh, idolization of you know people just people just go oh well life's unfair so we need to tear down the whole system and it's like maybe you just need to change it a little bit but it's just it, things are just so divided now for the sake of being divided it's not even about what is the original division it's just something comes along every couple of years and we all have to pick a side on it regardless of if we agree with it or not because the other side support the other side yeah it, I'm not you know sure what I mean? when, you know, obviously old Britain is more divided than ever before and all that sort of thing I'm not sure that's true, is it? In the 1930s, wasn't it more divided than it is now? In the 1960s, you had sort of like most people under the age of 25 were sort of um, against the Vietnam War and were wearing sort of clothes and listening to music that their parents thought was utterly abhorrent and was symbolic of the devil and all that. I mean, in 1971... The older people were the majority. If you listen to David Bowie, the older people were going, look at him. The dark clothes ever a boy or a girl. Look at his hair. It's filthy. I remember my mum and dad saying that. It's filthy. How does he keep it clean? And even when I was 10, I knew you know, the obvious flaw in the argument. I go, well, how do girls keep their, their hair clean? That's not the same. It's disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, you know, as, uh, as a number of people have pointed out, for example, uh, a good omen for the World Cup being in Qatar is the uh, England have only ever won the World Cup in a country where homosexuality was illegal. That was Ooh. that was only 1967. It was a much well, more divided country then than it is now. I don't know. It is a difficult one. I don't know if I like LGBTQ values as much as I'd like a World Cup. <laughs> oh, my God. There's the voice of the youth, ladies and gentlemen. Now we know what the fuck is going on. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you've liked it, rate it. And if you can be bothered, write a review. If you can't be bothered, definitely write a review. If there's anything at all that you think I should be finding out what the fuck is going on with it, please send me a message on Twitter at WTF is going on pod. And we will look at every message that is sent. If you'd like to become a WTF supporter and get early access to ad free, ad free, in this world, extended versions for as little as £2 a month, please visit our Patreon page. What the fuck is going on? Was hosted by me, Mark Steele, with my guests Ronnie Ancona and Elliot Steele. Voices by Sarah Alexander. It was written by Mark Steele and Pete Sinclair. Music by Willie Dowling. It was produced by Mike Benwell. What the fuck is going on? Was brought to you by WTF Productions. 